0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We welcome you. Those watching online, we welcome you. We thank you for joining us this morning. We are glad to be here. It's a good place to be at. going there. You are good.
1: It's free, it's free indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know we're transitioning to the other song, but I'm still on the other song. Hallelujah. Hell lost another one. I'm free, and I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, we worship you this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we worship you in this place today, Lord. You
2: set us free, Lord, and we worship you Lord.
1: We, say, you, Lord. we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, he said in his word that we did not choose him, but he chose us. And he ordained us that we would go and live a fruitful life, that we will go and live a victorious life. He died that we would live an abundant life, a free life. Hallelujah. He did not die for us to stay bound. Hallelujah. He died that we would live a free, abundant, fruitful life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's time for the people of God to take what belongs to us. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, we worship you this morning, Lord.
3: So
4: one that Satan has no more power over. hallelujah are you one are you one have you been delivered from darkness into light amen hallelujah we sang that song I can't help but dance every time I sing that song hell lost another one I am free because of his goodness because of his goodness He changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. How can you not get excited when you sing those lyrics? Unless your mind is elsewhere, yeah? Unless you're thinking about something else, maybe what's for lunch, or ooh, dinner didn't sit right with me yesterday. Unless that's where your mind is while you're singing those lyrics, You can't help but just feel excited because you are on that path to hell. And thank God he saved you. (laughs) Snatched out of darkness, delivered from the power in the kingdom of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son. For all the good that we were doing. Maybe we didn't hurt anybody. We didn't rob anybody. Maybe stole that candy bar when I was a kid once or something and mama made me return it. But I was good. Maybe that's your testimony. I was good. I didn't do anything. But you were still on the road to hell. Because we were born into sin because of Adam. You can thank him when you get to him. We were born into sin. But guess what? The second man, Adam, known as Jesus, the name above all names. He came and he stood as a substitute for you and I. And because he came, because he died and surrendered his life to the Lord, showed us how to live a surrendered life to him. You and I, our names have been changed. We're forever free, and glory to God, hallelujah. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. He changed me. He saved me. He filled me, hallelujah. He set me in heavenly places together. God, glory to God, we sang that we are seated with the one who has conquered it all. He's conquered it all. And maybe there is some conquering that you need in your life still. Maybe you haven't conquered much lately. And there are things that are conquering you, things that are overcoming you. Instead of you overcoming those things. Things that are causing you to be hindered. Things that are causing you to question whether or not God is truly good. I hear people say he's good, but this happened to me. And has happened to my family. And I'm trying to find out and figure out how a good God can make this happen. Let me answer that question for you today. God is not the author of anything that is evil. Evil originates with the devil. And he's come, he has a job.
3: Just as Jesus
4: had an assignment, the enemy has given himself an assignment. And it's to steal from you, it's to kill you, and it's to destroy you, to take you out. That is his mission. He's accepted it, and he's very good at doing it if you'll let him. And so he looks for opportunity and open doors in our lives. The word of God says he roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so he looks for opportunities in all of our lives where there's doubts, where there's questions, where there's allowing ourselves to get into things that are not God's best for our lives. He looks for those opportunities, and I tell you, he's quick to take advantage of them. He does it with no delay. And so this morning, we sang about how we are seated in heavenly places with the one who has conquered it all. And so his victory has been given to you and I. We have to walk that out, though. It's something that we walk out, but guess what? We walk it out with him. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it with your own strength. You're not strong enough. Sorry. Just you, yourself, and your own strength. You aren't for the things in this life. You need, some might call it a higher power, but no, it's Jesus. (laughs) I'll give that higher power a name for you. It's Jesus. And without him, you won't make it in this life. I can tell you that right now. You'll always be striving. We sang a song about, so let all the striving cease. Are you ready for some peace in your life? (laughs) Are you done fighting? Sometimes that's what it takes. I'm just sick and tired of fighting every day that I get up. I was sick and tired. I came to a point where I was just sick and tired of fighting and waiting for that other shoe to drop. Every time I turned around, something bad was happening in my life. Until I fully surrendered to Jesus. And I can't tell you that my life is perfect. I can tell you, I've seen the evidence of his goodness all
3: over my life.
4: Even till I walked back in this church. To see it. And you'll continue to see it. Amen. Everyone, close your eyes for me this morning. And you can play, but just play a little, just a little softer for me. I want to make sure we hear this this morning. Close your eyes. I don't want anybody to be looking around this morning. This is very personal, it's between you and the Lord. But if you came to this house this morning, you came with questions. You came for answers. You came to give it maybe one last try. (laughs) Wherever you are in your journey of faith. Maybe you feel you're faithless today. There's more for us, but it begins with one step and it's a very simple step. How do I get in this? It's not a club that you join. It's not to join the church. That's not what this is about. This is about knowing Jesus and who he is. And he wants you to know him. Not when you get to heaven. He wants you to know him here on this earth. And so it's a very simple thing that you can do to take that first step in in this journey of faith. And I'm not going to tell you that once you do this, everything in your life is just going to fall into place. Although it will fall into place more than it has been for you. It will. Not telling you you won't have any problems. Oh, you'll have problems. But you know what? They'll look small compared to what you're going through now. I'd rather do it with him than without him. Because he gives you much grace. He can give you grace. He can give you strength that you don't know where it comes from. A peace that even in the worst situation, you don't know where that peace came from. It comes from the inside out. And so right now, I'd like to help you take that first step in your journey if you're here this morning and you are unsure that if you were to take your last breath when you walked out of this building you took your last breath you inhaled and then your body hit the ground you are unsure where the real you your spirit on the inside of you is going I don't know if I'm going to hell or heaven. I don't even know if I believe there is one. Let me tell you right now, there is one. And you don't want to wait to find out when you take your last breath. If I'm wrong, you've got nothing to lose. If I'm right, you have everything to lose. Because your eternity depends on it. That is where you will spend eternity. There is life, my friend, after death and so I want to help you be very sure where you're going when you take your last breath and it's very simple I'm not going to ask you to join our church I'm not going to ask you to give money I'm not going to ask you for any of that it's very simple it's between you and him so if you're here and you've done that you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and be a part of your life you've welcomed him to do that I want to see you keep your eyes closed but I want to see your hands if you've done that You know for sure that you've opened your mouth and you've said, Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart. I receive you. That you know where you're going when you die. All right. Good, good, good. All right. For those who could not raise their hands, you're not sure. It's okay. We've all been there. Every one of us have been there. And we want to help you this morning. It's very simple. All you have to do is just repeat me, I'm going to say a prayer, just repeat it, and you know when you mean something. When your mom or dad, when you were young, you did something, and they said, say, I'm sorry, and you said, I'm sorry, and they said, no, 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 say it like you mean it. That means let your heart connect to it. That's what you do when you pray this prayer after me this morning, and mean it. Here we go. God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all the things that I've done wrong. I repent. Come into my heart. Live in me. Make me a brand new person. I want to start over. And you can help me. I thank you that I am now a child of God. And my home is heaven when I leave this earth. I thank you for coming into my heart. For saving me and filling me with the Holy Spirit. From this day forward, I renounce the devil and all of his works and I'll serve you the rest of my days. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's all it takes to change your destiny. And you may say, well, I don't feel anything. It's not about a feeling. It's about faith. We'll talk more about that today amen glory to god i know there are some who raised their hands and said that uh who who didn't raise their hands and so i know that there are those who received the lord this morning i just want to tell you something you don't have to come and, and and tell you know raise your hands and all that but after service tell someone just tell them you know what i prayed that prayer For the first time, I pray that prayer. You know why? Because it's going to help you when you say it out loud and hear yourself say it. It's going to help you. Because when the devil comes and says, nothing changed, you can say, oh, no, no, no. I pray that prayer. I know where I'm going. And so it will help you. Not only that, but we want to celebrate with you. This is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Some say the house you buy, the college you choose, the car you buy. Is the most important who you marry? Is the most important decision? Well, this beats all of it. Yeah. This comes first. And then he'll help you make the right decisions for everything else. Yeah. Amen. It's important to buy the right car. Yeah. Right, Dean? <laughs> it yeah. is. It's important to buy. Right, Henry? It's important to ride to buy the right car. It, all those things are important, and he can help you. He wants to be a part of that. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God greet someone. Thank you team this morning. I thank you very much. Greet someone before you're seated this morning.
1: good morning father's house family church it is nasha barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements so listen up i would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests and our first time visitors come on Father's House. let's give them a real big god bless you if this is your first time with us we welcome you we thank god for you joining in the service today as you walked into the sanctuary you should have received a welcome packet and a connection card We would love if you could fill out that connection card and turn it in during our offering time. We have a gift for you, and we don't want you to leave without that gift. Also, if you would like to learn more about us, you can find out more in the welcome section of the packet. And you can also find out more about us on our website. Again, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. We pray you continue to enjoy the service, and you come back and worship with us very, very soon kingdom couples ladies this is just your friendly reminder that next monday that is a week from tomorrow we'll be having our first meet for our book club i'm so excited i'm excited to gather with you fellowship with you learn from you learn with you and let's just grow together in our roles as women and wives amen so i'm excited if you haven't registered please make sure you register that's important so that you can receive your zoom link we're going to be meeting at 7 p.m on august 29th. i can't wait to see you there and last, but certainly not least, next Sunday, we will be praying over all of the young people, all of the teens, all of the children as they head back to school. So we just want to encourage all of the parents, moms, dads, please um, make an appointment to bring your children to church next Sunday so that we can pray a prayer of blessing and a prayer of protection over their school year and just come in agreement with you that they are going to have the best school year yet. Amen. So that's happening next Sunday. This concludes our announcements for this Sunday, and at this time, we're going to get ready to give, amen, and we're calling forth Mr. Barton to come and receive our offering today, so let's receive them. Good
5: morning. I'm Craig Barton. Love to see everybody here today. Good morning. Here's our different ways to give. Uh, we can give through the website, through mobile, push Pay app, or through envelope. If you need an envelope today, just raise your hand to one of the ushers will hand them out to you. Awesome. Who's ready to give this morning? Amen. 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 Awesome. I just wanted to encourage someone today. Don't let fear dominate your giving. Z actually talked about fear a little bit today in praise and worship. And... Fear loves to attach itself to us, regardless of anything we're trying to do. But especially when, t- when it's time to give, you know, God, God may have put it on your heart to give to someone, give to a cause, give a certain amount, whatever it might be. And here comes fear, kind of just tagging along, saying, you know you got those bills, you know you have those expenses. Have you seen your your, your account lately? Fear tries to talk to you a lot. And um. Ivan, mean, if you could put up that verse. We can, um, 2 Timothy 1 7. Yes. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love of a sound mind. I love this verse because anytime fear starts to kind of attach, wants to attach itself to you, remember, God did not give us any type of fear, the spirit of fear. I also want to just reference a story in 1 Kings. The prophet Elijah. Was sent by God to a widow woman, and God had instructed this woman, this widow, to take care of this man that's going to dwell here with you. Not to get married or anything, but just you know, take care of him as he dwells here. She didn't have really anything. This uh, the the prophet Elijah. Um, said, make me a meal, make me some food. And she said, I'm gathering the last bit of food I got for me and my son and we're about to die. But she, you know, she didn't, she was basically had no faith in, but she stayed true to God's word. She followed God's word in obedience. She could have let fear attach, attach itself to her, but she gave the food. She fed the prophet Elijah first. And after that, her food lasts many days. And something after that, her son actually became very ill and died. The prophet prayed for the son, and the son returned back to life. My point is, what if she allowed fear to attach itself to her? Her food could have ran out altogether. Her son may have not been brought back to life. But because she was obedient and she had nothing, look at what she how she blessed herself by giving. My point is, don't let fear attach itself to your giving. Because God has many blessings he wants to do for you if you just get fear out the picture altogether and stay obedient to God. Amen? Awesome. So let's say our confession of faith, let's say it with no fear, with much faith, and with passion and excitement. We ready? Uh, amen. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands, great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting Angels, go get it. Bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have an offering, you can come and release it here in the bucket. God bless.
4: to God hallelujah thank you thank you thank you we don't let fear dominate our giving hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah father we thank you as mr. Craig just said your word says you've not given us the spirit of fear and so as we give we're not letting fear have any place in our giving and so we thank you because we know you are the God who gives us an abundant supply Of everything that we need so we're not fearful because we gave today we know you'll take care of us all week long and maybe we've been living from paycheck to paycheck but I thank you there's an extra stretch this week for us because we put our faith on it right now in the name of Jesus more than enough to get through this week in Jesus name some some are at that place We're just believing. You're just believing to get through this week and have more than enough than your bills. Well, if that's where your faith is, put your faith on it. Put your faith on it. And by the end of this week, you're going to see you're going to have more than you ever had before. In Jesus' name. Take that. Take that word. It's for you. And so, Father, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and when that happens, we'll acknowledge that it was your favor and you are the one who meets all of our needs. We'll be sure to acknowledge that in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. More than before. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And if you had a lot before, you'll have even more. Amen. Glory to God. I want to take a minute and thank Miss Nasha for taking and facilitating the prayer all week long. I appreciate that. I had We had some conversations during our uh, leadership meetings about, you know, uh, I don't wanna just be doing uh, everything myself. And this is part of the reason why we're doing these growth stories, because uh, there's gifts on the inside of everyone. And this is how uh, we can see those gifts. If we don't provide a place, for you to exercise and use your gifts where else are you going to use them this is the best place to do it and so uh you start here and then you work your way everywhere else amen and so uh we mentioned i mentioned you know this was a few months ago i mentioned that uh It would be nice you know to have others you know it says morning prayer with pastor maria murphy but it can be changed to morning prayer with you (laughs) you know and it easily changed and so uh she uh texted me after you know we went away last week and so this past week and so she texted she said you know you had mentioned this is why i love people with initiative you had mentioned that you know if if you wanted if someone wanted to do it and i'm like you wanna do it all week? <laughs> While I'm gone, you wanna just jump right in. And so she did. And it was wonderful. I got to catch some of it live. You know, we were on vacation, so the time didn't work all the way, but I've gone back and listened to some. <laughs> and so I thank God. Thank you very much for doing that. We appreciate it. I know people were blessed because of it. Amen. Glory to God. Well, uh at the beginning of this year. Let me just pray real quick. Father, I thank you for this time together. We're going to take, uh, partake of our covenant meal together. And I just ask, Father, for a great revelation today like never before uh, in, in partaking of our covenant meal today and uh, for what you have to say to us. We receive it fully because we want to hear everything that you have for us. We receive it. We don't let anything hinder our hearing today. Our hearts, ears, eyes are open. And I thank you for clarity, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are our teacher. Teach us. Teach us. And I thank you for your teaching. We receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. At the beginning of this year, we did a series on kingdom living. And part of that, we talked about church attendance and why we assemble. And one of the reasons we assemble is to hear uh, the word of God, to hear and receive the word of God. Uh, And that's one important way we do that is in church. Uh, That's not the only way, but that is one of the ways that we hear and receive the word. Uh, Hearing his word is a vital part in the life of a follower of Jesus. How many of you know there's a difference between a Christian and a follower of Jesus? And we're seeing that more and more. Until the day he comes, we're going to see the difference between someone who professes to be a Christian and someone who follows Jesus there were ph- Pharisees and Sadducees and they were the religious people of the day and then there were Jesus disciples there's a stark difference between the two I want to be a disciple of Jesus because you know what it was those religious people who started the plot to kill him okay So there's a difference. So the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes when we hear the word of God. And that's important because there are at least three passages in the Bible, God's word. There are three passages in the word that say exact words. The just shall live by faith. At least three. One is in Hebrews 10.38. You can look that up. In Hebrews 11.6, it also says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not optional in the life of a follower of Jesus. God requires faith. Ephesians 2, verse 8 tells us that we've been saved by grace through faith. It's the grace of God that offers you and I salvation. It's his faith in us that receives salvation. We can't even begin our spiritual journey without faith. We led people in a prayer this morning to receive Jesus. Well, you don't see him come down from heaven and come and live in you, and it just seems very odd to say, Jesus lives in me, because we don't understand the things of the Spirit with our natural minds. But it doesn't mean it's not true and that it hasn't happened. Your faith knows there's something about this that's different than that. There's something. And so it takes faith to take that first step in our spiritual journey. Faith is required to begin the journey, and faith is required to consistently walk on the path that God has ordained for each of us. We also see in the Bible that we can grow and develop in faith. There are instances where Jesus himself talks about little faith, weak faith, great faith. Hebrews talks about how Abraham was strong in faith. In Mark 4, Jesus told the disciples when they woke him up in the boat, remember? He told them, oh, ye of little faith. What made him see their faith that was little? Their words and their actions. They were panicking like chickens with their head cut off in the boat. Rah! you know, all, and they had, they had faith. But it was fear. He talked about fear. We sang about fear. Why should I fear? The evidence. Fear is faith contaminated. It's faith. They had faith in the power of that storm to destroy them more than they had faith in the one who was in the boat who could save them. They had more faith in that storm. They had faith. But it was fear. How about the centurion? in matthew chapter 8 jesus said he hadn't seen great faith like that in all of israel this is someone who has great faith calling someone out on his great faith how did he know how did he locate where his faith was because that centurion said something and did something faith says and faith does what did he say just say the word and my servant will be healed he didn't say say the word stay here i'll send a messenger to the house when he gets back and tells us he's healed then you can go no he didn't say no you have to come with me because i need to see the evidence of him getting out of bed and not dying no he said just say the word send it send the word i I know how it is to make a command i'm a centurion say the word and he's going to be healed and he didn't think any more about it when he got home they said that servant was healed in the self same hour at that moment when he said just send the word He sent his faith out great faith your actions and your words show where your faith level is if you're always complaining about you know whatever it is going on in your life then you need to get some faith in that area amen glory to God Uh, then faith comes by hearing and faith grows as we release it or act on the word we receive we heard this verse a few times uh, from those who spoke in the past few weeks, uh, James 1, to 25. I'll read it in the Amplified Classic. It says, but be doers of the word, obey the message. doesn't get any simpler than that. And not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone who only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, He is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and preserves in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets but what? An active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Glory to God. Say, I'm an active doer. Amen. Amen. We can grow in faith. We should grow in faith. No, we must. (laughs) We must grow in faith if we're going to walk in all that God has offered us. We must. That's what we've been recognizing. That's why we've been doing that, recognizing and celebrating. The past several weeks, we've had several guest speakers from our faith family come up here and tell you what they've heard in church and how they've worked that word, how God has been talking to them more about that word, how they've been doing it, and what it's been doing in their lives. And we give glory to God for that. He gets glory when we produce fruit for him. Amen? glory to God I know did you enjoy those yeah I enjoyed it I really did Paul said in 2nd Thessalonians 1 verse 3 we feel a personal responsibility to continually be thanking God for you our spiritual family every time we pray and we have every reason to do so because your faith is growing marvelously Beyond measure, the unselfish love each of you share for one another is increasing and overflowing. Hallelujah. The New King James says of this verse, because your faith grows exceedingly. And I believe it's the Young's literal uh, translation that says, it's increased greatly. Glory to God. We were given a measure of the God kind of faith which has the amazing potential to grow exceedingly. That's what we're talking about, exceedingly growing faith. How does someone grow in confidence? Well, you don't just pray for confidence, you pray for it, and then sit down and wait for confidence to come on you, do you? How will you know that confidence has come if you don't step out and do what you ask for confidence for? It's a catch-22. (laughs) right? I need confidence to step out, but I need to step out to have confidence. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So the more I practice something, the more I develop and grow in confidence. Well, our faith is the same. Our love is the same. We don't just tell the Lord, Lord, I need your love. He's already given it to us. He said, the Holy Spirit has given you all the love you need. But if I'm not exercising love towards others, I'm not practicing it, I'm mean as anything to people. I'm lacking. I need to come up in that area. Amen? I need to grow in that area. There's an area I can grow in. So uh, that is how I have to do for faith too. Uh, The more I hear and practice the word of God, concerning any area of my life, the more my faith grows and increases in that area. I can reach for more with my faith. I can reach. You may have to start off, like we say, believing for a pair of socks. If that's where you are, do it. You may have to start off believing to get through the week and not have to, you know, dip into your savings or not have to use that credit card and pay it off next week when I get paid. That may be where you are, and that's okay, but don't stay there. Do you hear me? Don't stay there because that's not God's best for you. He said he supplies every need and wants you to have more than enough. More than enough. And if you're not there yet, don't be comfortable. Don't get comfortable in that place. That's our problem. We get lazy, spiritually lazy and comfortable. And we say, well, it's not hurting anything. It's, that's fine. I'll just pay. No, that's not God's best. His best, he said he supplies every need and gives you every desire of your heart. And so if you'll bring that desire before me and say, I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. When my kids come and ask me for something, I want to be able to provide. When I see something that I like, I want to be able to not have to look at the price tag and go, I wish, I wish God wants you to. If your heart wants you to have it, he will provide it for you. He'll even change the price for you, won't he? They're a testimony of that. He'll change the price for you. He'll do it if you'll use your faith in that area. But if you don't, then you'll just be comfortable just doing what you're doing today. That's fine if you're there today. You can grow from there. There's a place for you to go next. And maybe you are doing wonderfully financially. There's another area you can grow in. There are other areas we all can grow in. No matter where you are with God, he has more for you. And he will until we get to heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's possible to be strong in faith. That's my point, in one area, and not be strong in faith in another. Because it's what you've practiced and what you've studied. And so you may be strong in healing and health for your body, and you don't get sick, and you you know, that kind of thing. But you may be struggling in the area of finances, or maybe uh, relationships, or I I need a friend, or you know, in, in other ways. Strong in one area, but we need to develop in another. And we do that by studying and doing God's word, putting God's word on it. Hallelujah. Don't just tolerate. Don't just tolerate. I don't like that word tolerance.
3: It's not. And is that, you know, who
4: do you think you are? I'm a child of Jesus. And I want to be close to him here on earth and close to him when I get to heaven. I want to learn of him and study him and his ways here on earth. Put the time in now. Put the time in now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I drove home these past few Sundays, just wanted to holler and thank God that I pastor a church of growing, people who are growing spiritually and are not satisfied to just be saved. We are in a church full of growing people, and I thank God for that. Just like they said in Thessalonians, we thank God continually for it. I thank God because there are churches that are filled today of people who don't want to grow. In fact, someone took the time to tell us, I don't know if you saw that, Someone took the time to tell us on one of our reels that we posted, Miss Nature talking about, because I have chosen to grow. Just because, she said something about, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in church, how long you've been saved, are you growing spiritually? And someone said, are you all even saved? Where is that in the Bible? <laughs> do you see that? There are people who do not want to take any responsibility at. For how much they grow in the Lord. They want God to do everything. Never ask God to do for you what He's empowered you to do. Never. He's not gonna, we have a responsibility. He did not make us weak people who don't have minds and common sense. We are not weak. We have minds, the mind of Christ we have. And so we never ask God to do. For us what we can do what he's empowered us to do for ourselves and so i thank god we're in a church that takes responsibility for our growth amen you're surrounded by people who are growing in the lord and who are cheering you on in your growth amen glory to god glory to god the responsibility to grow is not on god it's on us glory to god i'm going to close with this we have more this morning but i'm going to close because we're going to take communion but i just wanted to speak. To, you know we're going to be praying for the kids next week uh kids and teens and, and this is real important uh someone that kev went to school with who's now a local youth pastor posted about a month ago something about the deconstruction of the of faith in our children in our teens and he noted and he's right because kev can attest to this he noted that many of his friends from school and church and they went to a christian school together from church and youth and church you know he grew up with are not in church today there's very few and their families were christians and they loved god but he noticed that they are not in church and some have turned completely away to a different lifestyle where they don't even believe that god exists anymore grew up in church and so he he talked a little bit about it and he encouraged the parents on this and i have to agree with him And he said uh, that a lot of times uh, what it what the problem is is the kids aren't developing their relationship with the Lord they're living through their parents experience and that in back in the day I did that to a certain extent but then I had to grow up when life started to hit me in the face I had to grow up and do it for myself I couldn't call mom and dad every time I needed prayer it was nice Whenever we were sick, we knew that our faith was so much, not so much in God, (laughs) in them. They're going to put their hands on me, and I'm going to stop vomiting right now. And it always happened. Always. That's where our faith was. The headache's going to go. Well, there came a time where I can't call them for every faith project I have. I need to stand on my own two feet. Well, your kids are going to get hit with that. And here's the thing. Times have changed. Times have changed. And so I encourage... Parents today to sit with your kids if you can't teach them anything else you teach them two things one That the word of God is true It's always relevant and it's the way in which we live. It's our guide everything it says is true Everything you teach them the integrity of the word and prove to them why it's true and the second Their identity. You teach them who they are in Jesus. And like really teach them. Answer any question that they have. Because if you don't, the world will give them their answer. And we're doing away with that awkward, you know, that puberty time. Where we're all, everybody that's in this room went through that. Where you're like, "Mm, I don't feel right, you know, I don't know. The world will fill in the blanks for them. They'll fill it in for them. They'll tell them, This is who you are. Maybe you're not being the real you, and that's why you're feeling that way. So let's push you to this. And when they do that, when they change their identity, guess what? They get a lot of attention, they're celebrated. They're not celebrated for being who they are and feeling awkward and working their way through that. They're celebrated in changing that identity. You need to make sure they know God created you in his image after his own likeness and you are perfect as far as he's concerned. I felt the same way you felt when you were young. And here's how I got through it. Talk to your kids. Don't go on YouTube and search what they're teaching them. Ask your kids what they're teaching them ask them have a conversation with them what did you learn in school and I don't want to just hear no we're gonna have discussions about what I learned in school today what I learned at college because here's what's happening you send them away to college here's what David said you send them away to college in university and we've got atheists who are very good at explaining science and different things to them They'll question their belief and their faith. If they don't have an answer, guess what? They'll be like, huh, maybe what I was taught. Because we have a lot of what David said, spiritually lazy parents who just swallow everything that comes. And never, the kids don't see you open the Bible, the kids don't see you studying with them. Oh, we go to church and I go with them, we come home. But you never have conversations with them about these things. Spiritually lazy. And they grow up and they see that, then they go to college and they go, oh, well, I don't know what I believe. We had someone call us, came to church for several years. Do we believe this? I said, that's a shame. That person said, I think I'm an atheist now. Why? David said this, and I'll end with this. I thought this was perfectly said. He said, if you and I had a relationship, a friendship, a fellowship every day for years, and we talked to each other, we communicated, we learned, I learned from you, there will never come a day where you will say, I don't exist. No one will be able to tell you, I don't exist because you have a relationship and a friendship with me. Teach your kids, if anything, to have a relationship with Jesus for themselves. For themselves. For themselves. Teach them to grow up spiritually in Him, in all things. No one will be able to separate them from Him. Even when I was in the world doing my thing, sinning, Every day, you could never tell me that God didn't exist, that there wasn't a heaven or a hell. I would tell you, yeah, I'm probably going to hell. I I would tell you that. Yeah, I'm probably going to hell. I would tell you that. I knew, I knew that God existed. I knew his hand was on me too. He reminded me in times when I didn't want to know. They'd be like, oh, aren't your parents Jack and Maria? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, oh, you're all such a wonderful faith family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anywhere I was, I could be in a house party, and people are like, aren't you Jack and Maria? Weren't you singing in church last week? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Drink in my hand, right? So he always found a way to find me. Always. Always. Glory to God. So teach your kids. We're not going to, I'll finish this next week, but I just want to encourage you. If you have not yet shared your growth story, you have one more opportunity, and that's next week. One more. And then we'll do it again another time. But one more opportunity. If you would like to do that, you can see Miss Christina. You could give her the paper, or you could text me, message us on Facebook and say, I think I'm ready. Here's what I'm going to do, It. if you want to. If you want to. You have one more opportunity. That is next week. Let me know towards the beginning of the week so we can schedule that for you, schedule you in, so we can schedule next week's service. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead and serve ushers, uh, serve uh, the communion elements. And we're going to take communion before we leave this morning. I want to say this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul talks to the church at Corinth. And if you read the the, the whole chapter, Uh, He corrects some things. First, he opens by saying, you guys are doing so well. I commend you in in keeping some of the uh, traditions that they had, head coverings and things of that day. That was what they did in that day. So he commended them. You're doing good with that. But then in verse 17, he said, but you're not doing good with this. So I'm going to talk to you about this. And in verse 17, all the way till like verse 18, let me just read you what he says. And when you get your communion elements, just hold it. We'll take it together, okay? Uh, 17 to 18, in the message of 1 Corinthians 11, it says, Regarding this next item, I'm not at all pleased. (laughs) He was pleased with the other. Now he sounds like a dad. I'm not at all pleased. I am getting the picture that when you meet together, it brings out your worst side. Oh, Lord, I don't want to be in that church. Instead of your best. First, I get this report on your divisiveness, decisiveness, or division, we'll say. (laughs) Competing with and criticizing each other. If you're in a church like that, leave. I'm reluctant to believe it. But there it is, he says. But there it is. It's happening. In verse 20, he tells them that they're bringing their divisions to church with them. And then he starts talking to them like they're some unruly children on how they're taking communion. And he's telling them, y'all got to do better. And I'm going to tell you one last time how Jesus told me and the other disciples to do it. I got my instructions from him and I'm going to tell you how to do it. And that's when he begins to tell us what we read every time, pretty much we take communion together in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I'll read that to you and we're going to take to, uh, communion together. Because they had to grow up when it came to how they took communion. And you know, we all have grown up to do when it comes to how. We're getting more revelation in how we take communion. One of the things to know is that everything that Jesus bought and paid for is in you already. We were going to read that verse today, but we'll read it another time. But in Second Peter, it says that everything has been given to us that pertains to life and godliness. Everything you need to live a victorious life in Jesus has already been deposited in you. So when you take communion, the provision of healing will say, don't do this while you're praying for your healing. It's out here somewhere, out here. No. It's already, your spirit is completely healed. You just need your body to get in line with that and arrive with your faith and take it. Your spirit is already completely healed and whole. You just need your body to look that way and to to receive its healing. So it's already in you. Reach in and take it from within. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 says, For I pass on, I'm reading it out of the New Living, for i pass on to you what i received from the lord himself on the night when he was betrayed the lord jesus took some bread this was important he did it even when he knew he was going to the cross and gave thanks to god for it then he broke it in pieces and said this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me 25 in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Then he talks about taking, he, he corrected them and said, you're taking it unworthily. And he told them, this is why a lot of you are sick. Because you're bringing that division in. You're bringing that criticism of other people in. You're not walking in love. You're not discerning what this actually means and what you're doing here. You're not discerning what Jesus did. And he said, so you're continuing to be sick. Our answer for healing in our bodies may be right there. It was there for some of them. It may be there for some of us. We can take communion at any time. You could take it at home over any area of your life. If you're struggling with an area, pray, repent, ask God to help you, and then take communion over that area. Even your finances, your marriage, your kids, relationships, whatever it is, take communion over it and believe that God is true to his word. He's a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Amen? Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you that your body was broken for us, Jesus. We thank you. And you stood in substitution for us. We're your body now. You stood in substitution for us. Your body was beaten and bruised. So we can live victoriously free from sickness, disease, from any financial trouble, from anything that would hinder us from walking in your best. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for surrendering yourself to God and for showing us how to do that as well. We receive this today and we put ourselves in remembrance of what your broken body has done for us. And we declare we are healed and whole by your stripes. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and break and eat this morning hallelujah thank you Lord we give you thanks we give you thanks then he took the cup and we're going to do the same thing it's the new covenant his blood made the provision of a new and better covenant (laughs) with better promises and so father we thank you for the shed blood of Jesus We thank you that be without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins and so we stand here before you forgiven our name changed forever free never to be the same again hallelujah we thank you that we've been delivered from our old way of living our old way of thinking our old way of doing things and that we are surrendered to you and the blood of Jesus made that happen we thank you for the provision Of protection that's in the blood and I plead the blood of Jesus over every one of us this morning from the top of our head to the soles of our feet we appropriate the blood of Jesus in our lives in Jesus name hallelujah we receive it with thanksgiving come on and partake today hallelujah glory to God glory to god you can stand with me this morning glory to god come on and give him thanks hallelujah father we thank you we thank you we're so grateful to you this morning come on it's okay you can lift your voice it's fine he doesn't get scared when you're loud hallelujah thank you lord you deserve our praise you deserve our thanks today we thank you for everything that was accomplished today Oh, we're so glad, we're so glad, we're so glad that we're a part of the family of God. We're so glad that we are joint heirs with Jesus and in covenant with you. We're so glad that we've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's in us, and you are helping us to walk out our salvation, to walk out our spiritual journey, to live a life that's victorious and successful here on this earth until you come. (laughs) in jesus name amen aren't you glad you have the victory amen glory to god i'm so glad i have the victory well thank you for coming this morning i pray that you are are growing up and increasing in the knowledge of him uh, take the time to be with him every day every day every moment of the day amen glory to god have an